understanding your metabolic type and how to hone your metabolic type to help with weight loss. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast with your host, myself, Shannon Hansen. And we're going to be shaking things up today and talk about your metabolism and metabolic typing. And of course, this plays into our overall theme about weight loss and how to lose weight when it comes to your thyroid. This is an episode I feel like whether you have thyroid or don't have thyroid, you need to listen into so that you can better understand how to get off the the hamster wheel of dieting once and for all, right? Like we have grown up in this diet culture and you guys I can't even tell you how many times I've gone to the store lately and I'm looking at the subtitles on the titles and the subtitles on these magazines and it's like thyroid boosting and weight loss and you know spit out or insert diet to try and how it's this magical pill and you're gonna lose 100 pounds in 10 days, you know, like all of these ridiculous claims that are happening. And I'm like, and I have never, I'm going to rant for just a second before we get into the heart of this. I have never believed that there is a single diet that is right for every single person. And even when you look at my work that I've done with thyroid, I don't say Blank diet is the best for thyroid. You know, I don't say, I mean, usually I say something like an anti-inflammatory diet. Um, but again, there's there's some pieces in there that need to be examined. But generally speaking, gluten-free, dairy-free are the places um, to start people off. And of course, sugar, because we know sugar is highly inflammatory. But other than that, I'm not going to spout nonsense about eggs are, you know, good, good, or eggs are bad, or, you know, putting things into these categories of good versus bad is terrible, you guys. Terrible. Um, I just, I can't get behind it. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> okay, so in my opinion, if you were following someone on social media and that practitioner is saying 
keto for thyroid or anti-inflammatory for thyroid is the only way, like, please, 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 please run the other way. Or maybe not even anti-inflammatory, because I, I believe anti-inflammatory is good for everybody. We should all be eating pretty close to that, because um, inflammation is really at the root of of a lot, and we know that sugar and things are inflammatory. So if you're struggling with your health, a great place to start is going anti-inflammatory. But if they're saying keto or low carb or South Beach or paleo or whatever these buzzwords are is the only way to fix X problem, oh, I cringe. Okay, so hopefully in today's episode, you guys can learn a little bit more about why I believe what I believe and why I have such a tremendous success rate working with our clients inside the Hansen Method. So we are going to talk again, metabolism and metabolic typing. So have you ever asked yourself why there are so many different diets and why do they work for one person and not for another person? This is because there are two main categories of metabolic typing. We have fast oxidizers and slow oxidizers with subcategories in each one of them. And we're going to be breaking those down in today's episode. So you might want to have a pen and paper ready, or if you're driving, you might want to just listen and then come back to to the episode and write down certain things to keep track of of this stuff. So in addition to that, we need to understand the person's autonomic system or autonomic type. So for example, if you're living in a parasympathetic state or in a sympathetic state, this will determine how your metabolism is responding. So in this situation, knowledge is power. So If you are in a sympathetic state, you will probably be experiencing diseases like anxiety, rheumatoid arthritis, allergies, like histamine responses, high histamine, diabetes, bacterial infections, things like SIBO or H. pylori, hyperthyroidism, hypoparathyroidism, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, peptic ulcers, PMS, um, and immune suppression. If you are in a parasympathetic, you could be experiencing depression, um, arthritis, allergies, so low histamine, diabetes, viral infections, hypotension, hyperthyroid, oh, excuse me, that's supposed to say hypothyroid, and hypo, or hyperparathyroid, there we go, (laughs) Um, lupus, false MS, AIDS, gastric ultra ulcers, PMS, yeast, and fungal infections like candida and things like that. So the best way to be living is in a balanced state between sympathetic and parasympathetic, okay? So let's talk about the differences between sympathetic and parasympathetic. Um, The sympathetic nervous system function is to mobilize the body into that fight or flight response. Well, the parasympathetic nervous system helps control that homeostasis. What I have seen happen too often when people are in that parasympathetic is they begin to hit that quote unquote burnout phase. This is when they're in that sympathetic state for too long. 
So have you ever been under chronic long-term stress for an extended period of time? If so, this is something that needs to be examined for you. Okay, so now that we understand that part, let's talk about the two different categories and subcategories of fast and slow oxidizers or fast and slow metabolic types. So we're going to first start out with fast. Um, fast metabolism or fast oxidizers are associated with the sympathetic dominance and a type A personality. This will increase the availability of glucose for rapid metabolism via norepinephrine response. This will increase that response from the adrenal glands. The adrenals will stimulate the other areas of the body and that are not um, directly related to that area. So they're going to create havoc essentially all over the body. This will impact the person's Krebs cycle. So the Krebs cycle is an essentially an eight-step process that helps the body produce ATP, which is really a fancy way of saying energy for the body. <laughs> okay, you guys don't need to know all of the different things. Um, and if I'm being truthful here, I have to pull up the Krebs cycle to remind myself of the process every time. <laughs> but really, it boils down to ATP, which is really the body's energy source, which gives um, ATP gives the mitochondria energy and and what we need to have sustainable health, right? It's an it's, it really is an important process. Um, but for you guys, a high level understanding is perfectly okay. So this is pretty important, right? Having good energy, good ATP function, good mito healthy mitochondria. So fast oxidizers usually experience considerable amount of stress, physically, emotionally, or even a combination of both. And they often enjoy, I say enjoy in loose terms, enjoy stressful events um, or situations, and they almost even seek after them or will create them in your life. If you, I can think of a few people in my life <laughs> currently that I'm like, you always seem to have drama in your life. Like, why do you always have drama? They're always creating something and this could be this could be part of it, right? Um, is just how their body and their brain is working. So they process sugars, process sugars at an extremely high rate. Now, this doesn't mean that they can eat a whole bunch of sugar and it's gonna be fine. No, this just means that they break it down really quickly. And so if they're not getting adequate amounts of protein and fats, then they're going to be eating all day long those snackers to help keep that blood sugar level stable. Stable, And this type of person is usually late for appointments. They are often agitated or irritable. They are offer, often highly excitable, something, you know, glass of spilled milk and they're overreacting and you're looking at them like, what just happened? <laughs> um, you're like, that's a, just pick it up, you know? Um, if often or could be categorized as workaholics, if the metabolism becomes too fast, they begin to experience more emotional stress, especially anxiety about the future. What's going to happen? I don't know. Da, 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 you know, like their mind is always racing about what if this happens and what if that happens? How many of you moms out there are guilty of this? <laughs> I know I have definitely been guilty of this. This also may 
cause blood pressure rises, dental problems, and excess sweating. This will increase the need to eat in order to develop and maintain those high levels of energy. And we will see weight accumulate around the abdominal region, right? That that cortisol belly or beer belly type thing. That is a general overview of fast oxidizers. So let's quickly examine these subcategories. And before I explain that, many of you are probably already wondering like, well, how do I find out if this is me? Or you might even be saying, oh my gosh, this is me to a T. (laughs) The one way that I have found to accurately test this is through metabolic typing and functional testing. So we have a metabolic typing scorecard essentially that we use with our clients. Um, I may make this open to public, but right now it is not. Um, And through functional testing, right? Functional testing is the best way. And you guys, I'm, I'm sorry, Google is not going to be the answer for you. You could maybe Google it, and I actually tried. <laughs> um, I was trying to be like sneaky and bypass all of the certifications and everything and metabolic typing, and I tried to like find a free thing online, and I couldn't find one. Maybe I wasn't searching the right thing, but I couldn't find a free option for this metabolic typing. Um, so typically, you have to be certified in it, you have to be trained in it, um, you know, to to do this, and this will also help guarantee better results because there there's a lot to it. So the way that I work with my clients and the best way that we have found to evaluate this, is if you are a slower, fast oxidizer, is to do an HTMA testing. And this HTMA testing will help you categorize where you fall, but also into the subcategories And that is the fastest and most accurate way to do this. Now, with that being said, this can also change for you. So I was a fast two oxidizer when I when I first did this. Okay, Um, and and it can change. I'm still in the process of evaluating myself and making changes to see if balancing out these minerals and doing some of these things if my metabolic typing changes because it's also like a radio dial. So think way back and hopefully we don't have really young listeners. I don't think we we typically do. We usually have people in their 30s and up um, and they, they know what I'm talking about. So it's like a radio dial. Remember when you had to like dial it in to whatever station and if you went you would kind of like push it to see like, oh, if I turn it a little bit more, will the sound get a little more clear? And then you're like, whoop, okay. And then you go back. And and that's the way that it is even inside these fast and slow oxidizers with these subcategories is we are literally dialing this into each person individually to help them learn how their body responds to specific things. Okay. All right. Um, So this is what we are also focusing on in the month of September inside the Hansen method. And um, this is my focus because I want my clients to learn how to get this right. 
essentially to learn how to build their plate correctly so that they never have to quote unquote diet again. Okay. Um, anyways, okay. So let's dive into fast ones. So these are going to be categorized as sympathetic dominance and we will see an increase in adrenal and thyroid activity. When in balance, these people will have high levels of energy. However, if imbalanced, an imbalance happens, they will usually develop adrenal and thyroid imbalances. We can see early on these patterns starting to develop per pe for people through functional testing and help detect if they are, if they continue down this path, if they may end up with a diagnosis of thyroid or adrenal insufficiencies. Um, and, and that's the way for all of these different typings. So we really do see a lot of people fall into this category um, working with them. So number two is fast twos. This is also categorized as a sympathetic dominance and will increase adrenal activity and lower thyroid function. This imbalance of the neuroendocrine combination reflects the quote-unquote alarm stage of stress. The adrenal cortex becomes dominant over the thyroid activity. Energy will fluctuate um, and it will become dramatic. Okay, so you may have either periods of time during the day where you're like, oh, I'm on cloud night, I can do all the things, and then you have these major crashes, or you could experience like high highs and get a whole bunch done for a week or two and then crashes. <laughs> um, so you'll kind of see those swings happen um, in energy and no energy. And this is often accompanied by significant mood swings. So it's like, haha, everything is great. Life is good. And then all of a sudden your kid drops something on the floor and you're yelling at them and they're looking at you like, what just happened? You know, or maybe somebody in your life is like, oh my gosh, are you PMSing? Because you are literally going crazy and being back and forth. And I notice, I well, I didn't notice this pattern until after baby number four. But I am usually pretty level-headed. I'm pretty calm, pretty easy. I wouldn't say easygoing. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty calm in most situations. Now I've gotten, I've gotten to that place in my life. But after baby number four, I'm like, holy crap, I could, I'm back to being snappy and irritable. And I, I don't like it because I know myself on the other side. So I don't believe that a fast two is my correct metabolic type. I think that has to do with some mineral imbalances that have come post-pregnancy. And so we are working on balancing those out to see what my, my true metabolic rate is. Um, a fast slow is also categorized um, as also a sympathetic dominance with depressed adrenal activity in connection with an increase in thyroid function. This imbalance, this imbalance has the neuroendocrine combination is indicative of the resistance of exhaustive stage of stress and is often associated with depression or irritability if chronic. Fast fours are also classified as a sympathetic dominance and will increase adrenal activity and decrease thyroid glandular function. These neuroendocrine combination is associated with an extreme level of stress 
um, and is often reflective of extreme fatigue. So you may be diagnosed with something like uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, depression, and anxiety. So like I said before, when I first tested not too long ago, postpartum, I was a fast too. I believe that I'm still in the quote unquote fast department. I've always done better with like steak and eggs for breakfast instead of like a bagel (laughs) or um, even like toast and eggs. Like I've always done better with high, high amounts of fat and, and protein for breakfast. So what I also recommend and like this is what I'm doing, this is what I recommend to all of my clients, is testing every three to six months because just like I said, you may test one way the first time and then test differently the second time. This is why you can also see great success with a diet in your 20s and then you try it again at 25 or 30 and it doesn't work. Okay, I hope you are already having some aha moments here, and I promise I will give you some high-level action items at the end of this episode. So let's talk about slow oxidizers. So they are typically parasympathetic dominant. They have type B personalities, and generally speaking, slower um, metabolic rate, meaning their glucose, meaning they metabolize glucose at a lesser rate. So that glucose gives them more sustainable energy throughout the day. Um, we, they also, it's really important for them to also maintain good blood, um, blood sugar balance throughout the day. So if they are having an imbalance in any way, like the the molecules of the glucose are being split, this will result in a malfunction of the Krebs cycle. And again, that's their energy throughout the day. So they would be experiencing higher low energy levels. Um, They're also often well organized. They can be categorized as methodical. They tend to start projects and see them all the way through to completion somewhat regarding that perfectionism and they perform best when they're not under a lot of stress. If the metabolic rate becomes excessively reduced, they become subject to fatigue, requiring extra amounts of rest. They eventually experience depression, often dwelling on the past. I used to be able to do this. I you know, this used to happen, that used to happen, those types of words will be coming out of their mouth. Blood pressure may decrease below normal, along with the development of cold hands and feet, weight gain usually noticeable around the hips and thighs. If the metabolism continues to decrease, protein foods, especially meats, may become intolerant intolerable, (laughs) which will increase their tendency towards veganism. So slow type ones, um, again, they are categorized as parasympathetic dominance with a decrease in adrenal activity and a decrease in thyroid activity. When in balance, they will experience sustainable energy. Um, So these may be people that are running long distance, no problem right? Like they can just run and run and run. Um, However, when it's out of balance, they can experience one of the four stages of stress. A slow type two 
is they will experience an increase in adrenal activity and a decrease in thyroid function. The adrenal cortex is dominant in that situation and is relative to the thyroid. So they'll experience energy fluctuations um, and those again will become more pronounced. They will also experience both elevated and depressed levels of energy and this can contribute to the mood swings, right? So when they're tired and irritable, they're going to be more snippy and agitated. Type 3s, they will see a decrease in adrenal cortical activity and an increase in thyroid function. This imbalance is indicative of the resistance to the exhaustive phase of stress, meaning they are burnt out, especially when it is chronic long-term stress. Um, Slow type 3s is also associated with depression and irritability. Uh, type 4s, so slow type 4s, they will experience high adrenal activities in connection with elevated thyroid function. This imbalance is usually a result of an acute alarm stage of stress. So this is like maybe they were in a car accident, they've spent time in the hospital, it's cost them money, time, energy. So it's a short period of time. It's not a prolonged divorce. It's not a prolonged death of a loved one or something along those lines. Okay. Um, This can develop into prolonged stress and become more of that resistant stage of stress as well. So how do you uncover if this is a true thyroid issue? Because we've seen it over and over again. (laughs) It's really about mineral balancing right? All of these different types of people have adrenal and thyroid imbalances. And this is why adrenal and thyroid issues are so rampant right now. And they manifest in very different ways. So it is imperative that we get the right minerals and the right balance for our body so that our body can self-correct. It's, it's, simple, um, (laughs) at least on paper, it's a little more complicated to put it into practice. And again, this is why I recommend working with myself or another practitioner to get ahead of this. So I want to give you an example of this. Our client, Tracy, she, when she came to work with me two years ago, she was on 225 MCGs of levothyroxine when she started. Her doctor told her he couldn't give her any more medication. Her body wasn't responding to medication and that um, she essentially needed to take radioactive iodine treatment to kill her thyroid and then they would manage it for the rest of her life on medication alone because her body couldn't do it and it was quote unquote broken. So out of being extremely desperate, she joined the Hansen method. We did some testing, got her on a protocol, and her doctor tested her again a couple months later. They removed a ton of her, they reduced her medication significantly, and her doctor was blown away with what she was doing and how she was doing this because he had never seen these type of results before. And um, I, I remember having this conversation with Tracy and I was like, well, he's welcome to reach out to me. This is, you know, the best email. He never did, but I know that she told him 
what testing they were doing, what supplements she was taking, the lifestyle and dietary things uh, that she was also doing. She was also able to get off blood pressure medication and cholesterol medication with her doctor and is was well on her way to get off thyroid medication. So you see, when we did the testing, we discovered that it really wasn't a true thyroid imbalance for her body and that her body didn't need that quote-unquote thyroid medication. This isn't the case with everybody, but this is also why I am such a firm believer in breaking that standard practice of care for the women that I work with, meaning we need to stop doing a pill for an ill. So let's look at things differently to help a person gain their body we need to look at the, hold on, let me say this a different way. We need to look at each person's body differently and help them gain the right balance in their unique body. Help them figure out the diet, the lifestyle, the supplementations that are really, really important. And I want to give you just another quick example. I had a conversation with a family member the other day and they're working with another practitioner and this person's a nutritionist and a PA and da, 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 whatever, right? And she's got some nice fancy things behind her name and she made recommendations for this person, this family member to take. And my my family member <laughs> was like, well, why am I taking these? And the person was like, because they're just really good supplements to take. And there was no real education around, you're taking this for this, you're doing this for this. Um, and my family member was sitting there asking me, well, why am I taking this stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you generally what they're used for, but I, I'm not, not all up in your, in your treatment plan. I haven't looked at any of your testing. I really, I really don't know, you know? Um, so anyways, going back to the radio analogy, when you look at your plate and this is where the action steps come in. Okay, guys. <laughs> so this is where you might want to take a mental note or if you've kind of started to wander off in your brain, come back and focus in on this stuff. Um, so when you're looking at your plate, there are three categories of food, protein, carbs, and fats. Um, I personally do best with about 50 to 75% protein and fats with 25% or less in carbs. And the carbs for me are not like rice and grains. The carbs for me are veggies, right? Like I do best with vegetables. Um, so to begin this experiment for yourself, you're going to start with a third, a third, a third in one third protein, one third fats, one third carbs and all of these areas and track how you feel immediately following the meal and then again one hour later and then make adjustments for there. So if you're like, wow, I feel really, really good, you could be a combination of the two that we've talked about and you can have a nice little balance. If you're like, oh, I didn't feel so good, <laughs> maybe you felt really good after the meal, but you're really tired um, following it, you may want to increase the protein and the fats and decrease the carbohydrates a little bit. So maybe you're like 75% protein and 25% fat, 25% carbs, okay? 
And then again, do that over and over again and track how you feel immediately following and an hour after you feel, after, after you eat. Am I hungry? Am I looking for foods? Do I have the little munchies? Am I, you know, all of those things can give you a better idea of how these things are playing a role in your life. And of course, there are more complicated factors such as food sensitivities and so on and so forth. This is why, again, I always recommend working with a practitioner because otherwise it seems to be a lot of trial and error. So if you were like, I am done doing this stuff. I am sick of feeling this way. I just want to get answers. Reach out to myself and my team. This is what we are doing all of the month of September. We are working with people to help them dial in their radio, essentially, and help them get back on track so they don't have to diet anymore. You can schedule a complimentary, meaning no cost to you, breakthrough call with myself or one of the team members. Um, Super, super simple. Just head over to the show notes. Or if you aren't tech savvy and you don't know how to do that, head over to Instagram and search Thriving Thyroid and we will, and just tell me, hey, I want to schedule a call with you and I'll send you the link and we'll, we'll go from there. So with that being said, you guys, I hope you found value in today's episode. If you know someone who is on the dieting train and can't get off of this, you may want to send this to them as well so that they can evaluate their own eating habits and patterns and begin to understand their metabolic rate and so that they can hone in and lose the weight once and for all. All right, you guys, I'll see you on the next. Wait before you go. Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram. And please tag us. We love your reviews. Pretty please.